0: This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN Plus.
1: The finest as life goes on. You learn to hold on. Introverts rock. It's okay to be quiet with yourself and not feel you need to be out getting energy from other people. The finest This is Christina Steed and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN.
0: Welcome to Hush Loudly. I think the world would probably believe that public relations professionals are more extroverted than introverted because they typically appear to be more gregarious, more talkative, more dynamic. But I'm here to tell you that there are some introverts we know who are just as good, if not better, than our extroverted counterparts. And I have one that I'd like to introduce you today. Her name is Christina Crawford Steed. She's Executive Vice President of Flowers Communications Group. Christina, welcome to Hush Loudly. Thanks, Jerry. Glad to be here. So I am going to call you a PR maven. I'm going to call you a PR guru. And so I think I'm just fascinated by the fact that you are out publicizing and doing all these amazing things for clients and people and when we talked and you said you were more introverted that just blew my mind it blew my mind kind of but then it kind of didn't because I know the introverts are superheroes super powerful people so first I just want to ask the question that I'm asking most people are you an introvert
1: yes I am
0: Okay. Have you ever completed an assessment like the Myers-Briggs or anything, or do you just self-describe yourself as an introvert? So it's been a number of years since I've done Myers-Briggs, and we do the DISC profile
1: at work every year when we have a new crop of people just to help us understand how to communicate with each other. And so I'm a C. And my CEO is the total opposite of me. So she's very extroverted and gregarious. And, you know, we have to figure out how to communicate with each other for sure.
0: And I know that's a good balance. Mm -hmm. I would assume I would say probably in most of my positions, I've been the opposite of the person that I reported to. And so that's always, I think, a nice mix. Mm. So outside of the assessment, You probably have known for a while, maybe as a child, what about you let you know that you were more introverted?
1: Well, I think as I was growing up, I identified myself as introverted just based on the people that I was friends with and how I was in the classroom. So I was quiet, very into my books, able to be on my own, um, didn't have a ton of friends, but had a good group of friends. But I wasn't, I didn't feel like doing a lot of activities like a lot of other kids. I would you know, be in the corner, like doing my homework assignment or reading, you know, something like that. And so, but I always had a good relationship with my teachers and they were able to recognize, I think my different learning style or how I, you know, lined up in the classroom. So I was able to be challenged and included, but not always the person who was raising my hand to answer the question, but they knew I knew the material. Right. And so I remember being that way as a kid and then just getting in high school and just kind of, not shrinking back, but just always kind of being in the background so that when people did get to know me it was this a total you know, like they're so surprised in terms of what my personality is because I'm not I, I don't present the way that they think I, I am. So
0: And so did you have confidence then? Because I look at myself how I felt like I was different and didn't fit in. You're describing me exactly. And it wasn't until I got older that I was okay with it. But younger I was I was just not as confident. What mm-hmm. about you? Did- You know, I would say the same. I was not a confident
1: person. I was always, I was a perfectionist and so had to always double check and double check (laughs) before I would externally share something or be comfortable being vocal about something. So not confident, but as I've grown older, I can stand up in it now because I've had the experiences and, you know, I feel like that's tested and tried. And so I feel comfortable, but I'm still the person in a conference room or in a a, a meeting. I don't speak unless I have something to say. You know, there are people who, you know, are are extroverted folks, sometimes just want to talk to hear themselves talk. And I just I, <laughs> I but when I do talk, people listen. So they like, oh, you know, you're very analytical. You're thinking through the, the situation. And so I do get
0: more listens um, mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And how has that worked for you? So tell us like pretty much what you do. I just gave your title or even tell us about some of your career positions.
1: Yeah. So I work in public relations. But as we know, from an industry standpoint, that spans that has expounded to include marketing and advertising and social media and digital media. And I come up with different campaigns and strategy to help uh, clients kind of communicate and connect to, to audiences. And so but in the past couple years, so I manage different accounts at the agency. But the past couple years, I have been put in the role of new business development. Now you may think, oh my goodness, how could an introverted person be a new business development person? And it was a challenge for sure, but it was something that I just, I felt I wanted to push myself in. So I raised my hand and said, I will, you know, take classes to learn how to do new business development and just kind of put it into practice. And I have done new business the way it's comfortable for me. So I use LinkedIn. So those are uh, people that I'm already connected with that I can have conversations with about um, new business opportunities. I am the worst person at networking events, I will be in the corner with my drink, sipping it and not talking to anybody.
0: total introvert.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, you know, I try to look at those situations in terms of who is one person that I might be able to connect with instead of being overwhelmed by the whole room and just kind of zero in on having a a substantive conversation with one person. So I will say that new business development has been a challenge and I've I've tried to step out of my introversion um, to be able to be successful and I
0: have been in terms of bringing new accounts to the agency. I think that's great advice, too, about networking. And talking about your success, I just want to mention some of the awards that you've earned. PR Weeks, 40 Under 40, Rising Star, Chicago Defender, Woman of Excellence, Publicity Club of Chicago, Silver Trumpet Award, PR Weeks, Honorable Mention, and Best Integrated Marketing Award, McDonald's. And I'm sure there are other awards, but these are some that I found really interesting. Interesting and prestigious, and so this leads me to and talking about business development is leadership. So obviously, you are a leader, and you are um, an introverted leader. How might you be different from other leaders, or how do you think you differ from other leaders? So
1: my nickname that I've gained at the agency is Quiet Storm. Oh, so <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> so that says a lot. It, it does, and it's I'm very different. From other leaders in that, again, I approached my work very with an analytical mind strategy. I let my team members speak first before I speak. So I'm not the heavy in the room as the EVP, you know, having to drive what the decision is. I allow them to grow and to come at it from their different perspectives and I weigh in on things and give feedback but I'm not a micromanager I trust people to do what they say they're going to do and I think people respond to that in a good way I'm also I think because of the analytical piece and just not being I'm not a gossiper um, people come into my office for problem solving like I think they think of me as someone who if they bring a, a situation or a problem, I'm able to think it through with them, you know, and so- and help them solve it and come to a solve. So I would say that's kind of what distinguishes me as a leader.
0: And and I'm going to say that's part of your magic. That's one of the words that I like to say is that there's a magic that some of us or most of us have. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is, is I think about people that were younger, maybe our younger selves and are not understanding their value and worth and and understanding how their attributes can help them be successful personally and professionally. And so that's why I'm talking to people like you, sharing stories that I hope will help others.
1: Well, and if I can say, I, I hope it helps extroverted people or people who are not us understand us better, because I shared an article on my Facebook a couple months ago about how black women, Being perceived as introverted in the workplace, there can be so many stereotypes assigned to that. You're low energy. You have an attitude. You're not engaged. You don't, you know, want to socialize with people. You don't want to share. So, and I got so many comments related to that article, even from black men who say it is also a challenge for us in terms of being perceived as introverted and what that means, what that, what the message is carried for people to perceive that. So yeah, I think it's, it's great to also educate others in terms of like our style and that no we're not standoffish or you know anti-social or stuck up Mm -hmm. or you know whatever the characteristics are or low energy i've Mm -hmm. I've heard that it's just we have a different way of
0: interacting i love that you brought that up because we talked about that with another african-american woman and we talked about how it's like corporate america has this perception of what a black woman should be and if you're not the, you know, I'm not sassy. I'm not funny. I am funny, but mm-hmm. I'm not in what I think this perception. I don't fit that. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I, my guest and I were talking about how we hear not engaged. Mean, I heard mean. There's not a there's nothing mean about me. I've heard all kinds of things and it's it's unfair. And so I'm glad that you shared that article and I think we should do a whole series talking to people of color about that and hopefully educate others to not have that misconception about us. Mm-hmm. So, I want to go back to public relations and My bachelor's degree is actually in public relations, and I started down that road, and it just was not for me. And it was my introduction, though, to an ad agency and an introduction to where I am now. But the pitching killed me. (laughs) I could not stand that. I got an internship at this awesome agency, and I had 400 radio stations to call every day, and we were on a pharmaceutical account. I hated it. Mm. And everyone around me was bouncing off the walls. I felt like I was the only quieter person. Mm-hmm. But it was a great experience for me because it let me know that this isn't for me, mm-hmm. but it helped prepare me for other things. So I want to talk to you about pitching. Mm-hmm. So I assume it's still like that, where when you first get into public relations, you're pitching, right? Right. right. And and you're cold calling, right? right. You're, I mean, so because you don't have any contacts or any leads. You So how was that for you or how is that? I feel like now you have a name and you can pick up the phone and probably call whoever you want. Right. But how was that? And then I'd love for you to give some advice to any upcoming PR people who may be like us, mm-hmm. what advice can you give them if they're trying to pitch? Yeah,
1: sure. So yes, I remember that I had my first internship. I was working on a piece of business and I got an Excel spreadsheet of a bunch of names um, and had to pitch folks. And at that time, media would have voicemail messages like, if you're a PR person, don't <laughs> leave a voicemail. Don't call me. Assume I got the press release. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of really, really... Not nice. So for me, I approached it one name at a time, one person at a time. I didn't see it as like, because I think this massive list of a whole bunch of people that I now have to introduce myself to and and ingratiate myself to for them to be responsive to what I'm saying. I just looked at it as I'm having one conversation at a time with Mm. people. And so that was helpful. And I remember pitching, oh gosh, it was a business journal a story. And the reporter on the other line was like, you're the most zenned out, PR person I've ever spoken (laughs) to. like You are not hype. And I just, you know, I I just kind of took to heart you know, PR is not ER. I am just not going to be frazzled about it. Like, you get stressed. It's a stressful industry. It's in the top 10 in terms of most stressful industries. But I just kind of broke it down into components to be able to work through my reluctance to get on the phone with a stranger. So I would encourage folks who are coming up or interested in in the industry. It's it's media relations, but it's not only media relations. So you can be a strategist, you can be a researcher, you can be a social media guru, could be just doing writing. But I do think the pitching allows you, again, to stretch yourself and think about it, just break it down into bite-sized, snackable pieces that give you comfort and you're able to work through it. And I think, you know
0: you'll be fine. I think that's great advice. I wish I knew you back then. (laughs) So what do you love about PR and what you do? I love being creative every day.
1: Every day is different. We get to work as an agency person. I get to work on a bunch of different accounts. As a new business person, I get to say, "Ooh, I want to work on that piece of business. I'm going to go after that and figure out a way to get that account for the agency. So it's being creative. It's writing. I'm a writer. So I love. to write. I'm not kind of digging social media. Like, I like being on the platforms and learning. I'm not a big into entertainment, but I like seeing discourse. I like to be, and I'm, you know, I do panels and stuff like that, but I also like to be a quiet observer and watch discussions online and just gain insights from how people are talking about different issues.
0: Now see you brought up panels and I've seen you on social media. Some introverts are afraid to speak publicly or make, you know, speak in front of large groups. Are you one of those introverts or does the crowd not bother you? The crowd doesn't
1: bother me anymore and I'll tell you why. You know, is it Malcolm Gladwell that talks about 10,000 hours of doing Mm -hmm. something makes you an expert? Mm -hmm. So I had a client, the Golden Arches, and we would have to meet with the client at least four times a month to do presentations in front of a large group of folks, business folks. And you basically had to sell them on the idea or the strategy or the plan. And in the beginning, I was so nervous, but you couldn't tell. (laughs) <laughs> because good. I just went with it and rolled with it and practiced, like mm-hmm. practiced a whole bunch before I got into those meetings. But for seven years, I ran that business and it was at least four meetings a month mm. having to get up in front of a group of people. And it just became, it became second nature and it became something that I could turn on and turn off because after I got off that stage, I needed to go get into bed and go to sleep. Like my, I needed to recharge. Re- yes, re-energize, mm. recharge. I, I still feel that way when I do panel discussions or, you know, I'm doing something like after this, I'm gonna go home and go to sleep. <laughs> because it takes a lot of energy to project and, and share yourself with people. So yeah, that I think that's important.
0: And speaking of energy, one thing I also think No, at least from my working at an ad agency the hours and days were long and so we might be working on something till nine or ten o'clock at night for the group to go pitch the next day or whatever Mm -hmm. and you may have started at eight or nine and it may be like that the whole week Mm -hmm. and that's a lot on an introvert who you know we need to re-energize and we need to recharge how do you do that? Oh, that is my ministry. When minute. you have a day like that.
1: That is my ministry. I am all about meditation. I'm all about taking a bath, uh, going to the spa. Just taking like during the day, I try to take my lunch. Like I try to go walk. Even if when it's cold out, I just try to go walk to get re energized and get away from people a little bit. <laughs> just take mm-hmm. a break from people and be with myself and be settled in that. So yeah, I am all about that. And I I value it more now as a vintage person <laughs> than I did when I was coming up, because I would just run, run, run and have those long days. And I, you know, I stop now,
0: like five, six, whatever. And I don't check emails. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's good. So is there any advice? Are there any tips that you could offer any introverts listening? It could be professional or personal, just anything that you think might have helped you years ago that may help someone now?
1: I think uh, the tip I would say is, you know, even though you, you're you identified as an introvert and you understand yourself, still look for ways to challenge yourself and to learn something new um, because it it just opens you up to more things, more opportunities, things you would have never, I would have never thought I'd be doing new business, never in a million <laughs> years. Ne- I mean, I'm the person who cannot talk to people at a networking <laughs> event. How am I, you know, <laughs> closing deals and doing new business? And I also, you know, I think introverts attract extroverts. I attracted one in my marriage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) married to an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I learn from him and he learns from me. I'm a listener. He's a talker and a seller. So I think, you know, surrounding yourself with people who you can learn from as well is great. Like who's in your tribe, who's in your board of directors to help you to, to be successful. Okay.
0: That's, that's great advice. (laughs) And is there anything else that you wish I had asked or anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up I think you know kind of bottom line introverts rock I do
1: yes, think Yes we do Yes I Lock think hard Exactly <laughs> and I think you know had like we talk about your younger self and had you known like it was okay to be a reader and a writer and someone who, you know, got energy from internal and you didn't because you didn't go out and party all the time with everybody else. There was nothing wrong with you. Yeah, I think we need to, you know, the work that you're doing to instill that in the next generation. Like it's okay yes. to be quiet with yourself and not feel you need to be out you know getting energy from other people so yes
0: thank you so much for saying that this has been amazing <laughs> thank you so much for being here thank Aww. you Jerry the finest As life goes on. check us out on Facebook at facebook.com Facebook. slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at wgn com or hush com.